Hello and welcome to the Hemp Collective, the show which will discuss, seek and discover all things hemp. I'm your host, Andrew Potter. Today, I am speaking with John Muir and John Whiteman. John Muir is an agronomist and natural resource manager with over 30 years experience. In the past eight years, he has been working with hemp growers from Tasmania to central Queensland. John Whiteman, PhD, is a plant health scientist and has worked with a number of NGOs from Asia to Africa, and for the past six years has consulted within the hemp industry. Hemp Farming Systems is a consultancy partnership based in Australia, but will work with farmers anywhere to help them grow industrial hemp as a component of sustainable and productive farming systems. Their website, hempfarmingsystems.com, hempfarmingsystems.com. So I'm really pleased today to welcome uh, to the Hemp Collective podcast, John and uh, John Muir and John Whitman from Hemp Farming Systems. John and John, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good day. <laughs> good day. So tell me about how did this all start? Started off when with John Muir. Well, the first thing I should say is we both live in the same town. Uh, in the Sunshine Coast hinterland. John Muir worked for the, perhaps the first major company in Australia, the most major company dealing with hemp. As, as the agronomist, um, he started many, many things off through Eastern Australia with contacts in the West. Um, he was the agronomist. They needed some help in getting stuff written up and John Whiteman somehow got sucked in and um, got very interested in, in hemp. And eventually, after five years' activity with us both moving around the world, doing different things, we we joined together in 1918, was it? Mm. Yeah, 1918. Uh, and we kicked things off with a, a field day and a workshop for growers in in the hunter valley and this attracted perhaps 50 people uh, and from then we started working with individual growers and we've been helping growers grow hemp uh, ever since now this is industrial hemp and the product is either the grain and um, the biomass the biomass is divided into the fiber the outside of the stem of the plant and the inside of the stem of the plant is what we call the herd. And that's kind of a much lighter stuff. It's just like fragments of, of bolster wood. Uh, and it's used in the building industry mainly. The fiber is used, has many other, many uses of fabrics. Um, paper goes into German cars as reinforcing. Many, many different things. But we... We've, we're focusing on helping growers. It, in Australia, it's mainly been a grain crop, but now at last, biomass is is um, getting some traction. Uh, it's becoming more uh, commercial. In, for instance, in the pet bedding industry, um, some people call it pet litter, but it makes a very good uh, bed for animals to lie on. And um, 
that's just that's just one one example. Thank thank you for that. Okay. And I guess really my question is, what are the challenges acutely uh, for Australian growers in potentially compared to other places in the world? So, in Australia, are there any particular challenges? Yeah, one one challenge is is getting it accepted by by the public. Um, public is probably the easier side because the politicians and people in power um, are, just don't trust it. They think it's some kind of narcotic product and of course everything that we're dealing with has virtually no, or none of the narcotic which we call THC. I can tell you what that means if you like but um, we will just call it THC. That's the stuff which makes people um, happy. Um, so <laughs> The, we, we're just dealing with a very strange plant to, to look at. It has unique properties. Um, it's not always easy to grow. It likes lots of water, lots of nutrition. So it's quite unique in, in that respect. It's very fast growing. Um, and the, the, the plant um, is, once it gets going, it's quite, quite good, quite easy. And, um, Huge, huge potential in Australia because just, of our climatic zones and so on. Yeah, and that was going to lead to, to my next question. Really, was uh, this plant has so many different possibilities? It's almost difficult to to decide where to start from. Uh, the more research I do, the more that that this plant, this amazing plant, can can do. But I suppose, really, if if you could prioritize bearing in mind the various restrictions and various um, misunderstandings regarding this plant, where would you sort of prioritise the type of products that would fit in quite well in, in Australia today? I know we talked earlier uh, on another occasion in the building section, in building sector, for example, but you, you tell me if you, if you could prioritise one or two things that we could get our teeth into now that would really show what hemp can do in the future, what would they be? So um, initially in Australia, it's been the grain. So um, it was legalised in 2017 to consume the grain. So the main industry in Australia has started as the seed grain industry. It started basically in Tasmania because the varieties where, that are coming from Northern Hemisphere in Europe and North America are on uh, 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 a similar latitude to Tasmania. So Tasmania has been able to accept those varieties and grow them very well. And they're getting over a tonne a hectare now of grain easily, commercially. And that's been the entry point for the hemp industry. Um, what the next challenge and potential area will be the biomass. So you can harvest the stubble from the grain crop after it's harvested the grain or you can grow biomass only crops. Of course, you, they, they're the ones John mentioned that grow very tall. Um, you can't harvest the, a very tall grain uh, crop at this stage. So you can have dual purpose grain and stubble crops or biomass only crops or grain only crops. So in the future, we believe there's gonna be a huge potential for the biomass, not just the superfood or the grain, um, and my house is made out of hempcrete. I have hempcrete uh, walls and bricks in my house. 
and it has the best insulation. It has termite resistance and fire resistance. So that is why the building industry is looking at it for panels and bricks. Um, the, so it's replacement for wood, a replacement for concrete. It'll be a replacement for plastic. And in this years where we're short of those high input resources and carbon input, we believe hemp's gonna play a big role in the biomass uh, industry in the future. It'll just need the investment for, like you mentioned in America, where they're getting investment in the processing and harvesting and manufacturing of all these, uh, these potential uh, products. That's what we need now in Australia. So it's a chook and the egg. We can grow it, but you need the industry then to buy it, or you set the industry up to buy it first, and then we've got to grow it. So it's a small industry of only about 2,000 hectares at the moment, but we can see it taking off right through Australia. And, and I suppose following up from that is, where do you come into this? What are you going to be able to do with this, this tremendous plant and getting it out to, to the masses? Because you obviously know, you know your stuff. How are you going to be able to, what's your plans of getting it out there? Quite simply, work, work with farmers to um, grow it. Um, once they get started, they'll, they'll be okay. But the, the first crop, they, they may need some help. And that's our, that's our basic role. But we are trying to work around the periphery, um, working with other people who want to grow hemp to formalize and structure the industry, to make sure that the, um, there is no blockages. Thing is, uh, since to grow hemp uh, and to carry out research on hemp, if you're working in university or as a private in the private sector, um, we're trying to smooth these any kind of um, inhibition or constraints progress. We're trying to smooth that out, uh, make it much easier. Um, we we have a client and it's taken him oh, more than six months to get a, a license. Now that, that that just doesn't gel in any modern society because industrial hemp really when you start to, to understand it and look at it is no different to a maize crop or or a sorghum crop so um, there should be no restrictions on on growing it um, and we, we're trying to work work around the back to um, eliminate some of these uh, constraints um, just just to make the make sure that the industry can grow um, we, we also have contacts in the processing industry um, with new ways of getting beautiful oil out of the seed uh, and so on. So that's, that's, what, that's our, our role. And, and a very important one it is too. Uh, and I guess really, uh, I, think you, I think you know the answer to this question, but in comparison to the rest of the world, where is Australia when it comes to, to hemp? So, as I said, it initially started in Tasmania because that's where the varieties were suited to, coming out of North America and Northern Europe. So, the potential for Australia being a summer growing crop, it needs summer moisture. So, Northern Australia uh, has summer rain. So, if you're growing it in Southern Australia in a Mediterranean climate, it usually needs irrigation to guarantee. Uh, a good yield in a dry year, in a dry summer, which is 
normal in southern Australia, whereas in northern Australia you get summer rain, so that's where more summer crops are usually grown uh, with less irrigation. So the potential is to do breeding and selection of varieties that are more suitable to the subtropics and the tropics where you get more rain and potentially more yields without irrigation. So that we believe there's a huge potential for dryland and irrigation uh, northern northern Australia in the future. And I suppose that sort of carries on with uh, the, the obvious what's going on in, in particularly I'm talking about Queensland, let's say, uh, the agricultural uh, industry there uh, and all the various challenges that they have. Do you see this or could this be uh, an alternative crop where they could uh, maybe switch from one one crop, whatever it may be, into hemp, and it would keep uh, keep those farms viable. I know that's a, uh, a difficult question to be precise about, but just what your feeling is on that. Right. Yes. Well, our, our business in hemp farming systems is is to promote rotation, because it's not a very good idea to grow hemp crops after hemp crops. Um, but there are some crops which are grown like that, for instance, sugar, uh, sugar cane. And you, you mentioned Queensland, and sugar cane is, of course, pretty big in, in Queensland. And we see that uh, hemp can have a role within this, in the uh, sugar industry to um, both provide extra income and to improve the, the growing conditions of, of sugar cane crops. Um, that's that's one one thing which we are are focusing on especially. Um, the sugarcane industry seems to be having a bit of a a recession, and this could be one way of of um, rebooting it. And you mentioned earlier on about politics and the issues with getting licenses. Uh, is this straight? Is this a, a, a simple political issue, or is there more to it than that? We we don't really know, and we we, we can't comment on that. But in some states, it's relatively straightforward. Um, the appropriate authorities are very happy to, to work with farmers to get it going. In others, there seems to be some kind of a slowness or a doubt. Um, a potential grower yesterday. <clears throat> who thought he had a, a research license and then he was told that's after six months trying and he was told no you actually haven't got it we're still working on it so that's it's really quite strange so each state has their own licensing so nothing's easy each state has its own requirements and licensing arrangements not one federal national scheme it's a state by state run scheme through the department of ag or whichever appropriate government department it is and I suppose if you had a, a wish list of what you could ask for, if, you know, one or two things or three things, what would be your wish list in order to, to see this amazing uh, plant be uh, cultivated in a way to its full potential? Now, who can we ask these questions to? Some divine power who can provide rain when we want it or, or government support or... <laughs> I think I think you probably mean well, legislation. I think I think, I think um, some of I was going to say I think some of the politicians think they are divine inspiration, but let's <laughs> put that aside. The comment. <laughs> so education is the big one. So education of politics, education of consumers, 
education of grow, growers and and investors so that that's a big big issue i think so people can be get a clear understanding of what this plant is what it can do and what it can make uh for us in the future um agri futures does have funding at the moment for variety trials so that's great national variety trials each state sometimes puts money in towards funding trials and different agronomy we ne really need to sort out the agronomy of this plant even though it's an old plant that's been grown for thousands of years uh, we haven't had a lot of breeding uh, done on it so you know this plant is going to you know really jump leaps and bounds once you start putting some agricultural focus breeding uh, effort into it and so it's exciting times um, it's an old crop but a new one and it'll it'll really shake shake everyone up and um, hopefully um, see us into the future yes the the, the the opposite of hemp at the moment is is rice the rice crop has been growing for well, i don't know 14,000 years or something and um, there's so much known about rice there's so much breeding and research gone into perfecting its production um, and it's it's a major, a major well, perhaps the major food crop around the world. Hemp is at the very start of that process. Um, there's so many things we need, we need to know about it, and there are so many different environments to which it can be adapted to. Um, it, it can be literally a world changer if and when investment is put into developing it. And I'll, I'll I think that's that's an amazing. Um, way of putting it because the, the people don't think of hemp as being as as old, old often as, as rice is but be able to compare and say yeah we know all about this plant but when it comes to hemp which is just as ancient as as rice is we we seem to know very little of it uh, we're coming to the end of of this particular um uh, interaction podcast that we're going to be doing with with you guys but if there's anything you wanted to add in the next few minutes as to what uh, what hemp farming systems does generally, just so that uh, that people will, who listen to this will will be able to to be able to hang their hat on on what you guys do, then please do. So certainly look at hemp farming systems website. Uh, there's access to a growers guide there. Uh, you can uh, get access to that through the hemp farming systems website. Uh, and like I said, it's all about education. Uh, Unfortunately, a lot of people have their own ideas what marijuana needs to grow, where this is not marijuana. It's a different crop for a different purpose. So we do actually have to change some people who have that attitude. And farmers also have their own way of thinking what plant needs to grow. And it is unique. It is a bit of a prima donna. It does tell you if there's something wrong and it sort of really kicks you in the shins and lets you know if there's something going wrong. So um you just need to get a few basic things right with this crop and it will look after you and the yields will increase they might be low at the moment but like we said with rice you know the yields have you know absolutely quadrupled and 10 times over those over that breeding cycle so now with hemp we can do the same thing with that we're starting at a low base but it's got huge potential thank you john and john from uh, hemp farming systems and thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, thank you to John Muir and John Whiteman from Hemp Farming Systems. 
For news, events, and access to this podcast and other interviews, please visit thehempcollective.net.au. We're based in Australia, so it's thehempcollective.net.au. For your feedback or to share your hemp story, then email us on podcast at thehempcollective.net.au. So visit us on the website, thehempcollective.net.au, for details of hemp farming systems. And to email us, then email at podcast at thehempcollective.net.au. Thank you for listening. Speak to you next time.